section twenty eight of sikh religion volume five by max arthur macauliffe this librivox recording is in the public domain life of guru gobind singh chapter twenty eight while the guru was at damdama he dictated the whole of the granth sahib to bhai mani singh and added for the first time the hymns and sloks of his father guru teg bahadur with a slok of his own it is said that the guru used to have baptismal water prepared and thrown among the bushes he explained that he did so in order that the malwa sikhs might increase in number and spring from every forest shrub he used also to have pens made and scattered in different directions by this he meant that the inhabitants of the place should become learned and expert penmen the guru while at damdama used in the afternoon to go into the forest and sit under a john tree the place was hence called jandiana a temple was subsequently erected there at night the guru used to return to damdama it was while in this neighbourhood he baptized dalla and one hundred other sikhs the guru sent for tilak singh and ram singh who had performed the obsequies of his two sons ajit singh and zorawar singh fallen at chamkaur they came to visit him and made him large offerings the guru was well pleased with them and blessed them and their offspring it may be here mentioned that ram singh is the ancestor of the chief of patiala and tilak singh the ancestor of the chiefs of naba and jind one day the guru said to dalla that is a fine field of wheat i see dalla replied that is grass o true guru wheat groweth not here had we wheat the muhammadans would oppress us say that moth and bajra are growing here another day the guru said o dalla i see excellent sugar-cane here dalla made the same reply as before when the guru said he had seen wheat the guru said thou knowest not thine advantage i desire to make thy land as fertile as sarhind the turks whom thou fearest shall soon perish and the soil of malwa in time bear wheat and sugar-cane this prophecy has been fulfilled canals made by the british government have since fertilized that part of the country it was here the guru heard that kapura had been put to death by isa khan of kot isa khan in the firozpur district the cause and manner of his death were as follows call a descendant of prithi chand had established a religious fair at dilwan kapur attended it and became involved in a drunken brawl with some of the pilgrims call sent a great-grandson of his to interpose but the youth was killed another great-grandson whom he dispatched on a similar errand met with the same fate on this abhai ram the father of the youths slain became furious with kapura desired that the guru's curse on him might speedily take effect and his line be extirpated isa khan with all haste employed a party of men to attack kapura whom he suspected to be a friend of the guru the latter tried to defend himself but was worsted and then tried to conceal himself in a haystack isa khan dragged him forth and made him a prisoner when taking him away he thought he would be only an encumbrance so he ordered him to be hanged on the nearest tree 
kapura himself remembered the guru's curse that his head should be put into a bag of ashes so he requested it should be done before his execution that the words of the guru might be fulfilled and that he might be thus saved from further transmigration on one occasion a question arose as to what the earth rested on the theories of the hindus and other sects were put forward the guru concluded the discussion by saying that the earth was supported by the power of god who alone was true and permanent he on that occasion repeated the sixteenth pari of the japji daya singh and dharm singh whom the guru had sent with the zafarnama to the emperor succeeded in delivering it and were furnished with a parwana of safe conduct for their return journey the perusal of the zafarnama is said to have softened the emperor's heart and led him to repent hence his permission to the guru's messengers to return to their own country in peace and safety they however received no verbal or written reply to the guru's letter the guru asked dalla to accompany him to the south of india dalla replied that he considered his humble couch at damdama was equal to the throne of dili and he pressed the guru and his sikhs to remain with him the bairars in the guru's service also endeavoured to dissuade him from his contemplated journey he refused to listen to them and on this several of them left his service the guru was now left with only dalla singh the two great-grandsons of bhai bhagtu namely ram singh and his brother fatah singh param singh and dharm singh descendants of bhai rupa and bhai mani singh the sikh biographer and arranger of the odd granth and the tenth guru's granth their first march was to kawal thence to jowar thence to janda and thence to sarsa param singh and dharm singh had a new bed provided for the guru at every march dalla singh to every one's intense amazement absconded during the march in the dead of night and took with him a sodhi and several bairars the guru dismissed fatah singh on ram singh's representation that his services and assistance were required at home the guru thence proceeded to narhar a town of bakanar about twenty miles southwest of sarsa though the inhabitants were very rich they do not appear to have been forward in providing supplies for the guru and his few remaining followers on the contrary there was great commotion in the town because one of his sikhs had accidentally killed a pigeon when the guru went into the market-place he saw that the inhabitants were very proud of their wealth and he foretold that it should all soon vanish in a d seventeen hundred and fifty six a sikh expedition was directed against charupur chainpura but on finding the water on the march brackish the soldiers made a diversion and plundered nahar thence the guru proceeded to bahaduran there he gave param singh and dharm singh a horse each and also arms for their defence on arriving at sahua sayo the guru noticed that through respect for him they were taking the arms on their heads and walking beside their chargers as being a guru's gifts the guru said that they should obtain whatever they required and that their tongues should be to them as arms on bidding them farewell he presented them with a religious work containing the morning and evening divine services of the sikhs the guru's next march was to madhu singhana he thence proceeded to pushkar a place of pilgrimage sacred to brahma a brahmin called chetan showed the guru the sacred places of ajmer 
the guru while in that neighbourhood was often severely heckled on the subject of his dress people said it was neither hindu nor mohammedan the guru admitted the fact and said it was the dress of the third distinct sect which he had established thence the guru proceeded to Naranpur, generally known as dadu dawara where the saint dadu had lived and flourished his shrine had by this time descended to a mahant called jait who quoted two lines of dadu to the guru dadu surrender thy claim to every worldly thing pass thy days without claims how many have departed after trading in this grocer's shop the guru said these lines were applicable to the invention of a religion but ill-suited to its preservation rather should the lines be read asserting thy claim in the world plunder the wicked extirpate him who doeth thee evil the mahant quoted two other lines to the guru dadu taking the times as they come be satisfied with this call age if any one throw a clod or a brick at thee lift it on thy head the guru would not admit the line and altered it thus if any one throw a clod or a brick at thee angrily strike him with a stone the guru then explained the principles of his own religion to the mahant this age is very evil the wicked rule in it and cause suffering to saints and holy men tyrants therefore deserve to be punished they will not refrain as long as they are pardoned o mahant they who bear arms who remember the true name and sacrifice their lives for their faith shall go straight to paradise therefore i have established the khalsa religion given my followers arms and made them heroes the guru was censured by his staff for lifting his arrow in salutation of dadu's shrine man singh quoted the guru's own written instructions gor marhi mat bul na mane worship not even by mistake mohammedan or hindu cemeteries or places of cremation the guru explained that he saluted the shrine to test his sikhs devotion and their recollection of his instructions the guru however admitted that he had technically rendered himself liable to a fine and cheerfully paid one hundred and twenty-five rupees the guru thence went to lali thence to magharada and thence to kulait here he met daya singh and dharm singh returning from their embassy to aurangzeb it is probable the embassy reached the emperor when he was ill the envoys told the guru that when they left the emperor's court they heard he had been seized with a colic the guru thence proceeded to baghaur here he heard of aurangzeb's death and the accession of his second son tar azim called muhammad azim shah by muhammadan historians the inhabitants of baghaur refused supplies and quarrelled with the guru's escort a camel belonging to the guru trespassed on one of the town gardens the gardeners beat the camel and abused the camel driver upon this the sikhs went in a body and assaulted the gardeners this led to a counter-assault and fighting which lasted two days by this time the sikhs had stormed and plundered the city but the fort remained to be captured by the advice of ratan singh a sikh whom the guru must have met on his travels a cannon was placed on a hill commanding the fort after a brief cannonade the occupants held out a flag of truce peace was proclaimed but on the arrival of the rajah of the place who had been absent when the fighting began hostilities were resumed dharm singh killed the rajah's commander-in-chief and the guru killed the rajah himself the baghaur army then fled and was pursued by the sikhs until the guru recalled them upon this the guru resumed his march 
on setting out he told the sikhs that the turks should soon fight against one another and that the usurper tara azim should be killed End of chapter twenty eight